episode 398, 2022 in review. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Strangers and aliens. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Welcome. That's no, not Welcome to the Hello, welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I've been joined by my co-hosts, Evan. Hello. And Steve. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. It's been a little while since we've had all three of us together. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kind of nice. And uh, we're here. It's beginning of 2023, and that means we're going to talk about 2022. <laughs> so Yeah. This is something we tend to do just about every year, I think. I think we've done it every year since I've been on it. Well, and every year you have a list, right, of movies I you've do. seen from that year. Usually ranked, right? Yep. All right. And All right. That is the case this year. And I have nothing of the sort. <laughs> uh, so I've already done an episode of a podcast where I took a look at uh, 2022 in review. Wasn't it three episodes? <laughs> For the fandom Nexus uh, podcast, and uh, I think I'll put a link in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. It is three hours and 15 minutes long uh, because it was a very in-depth review of 2022. I've actually never met uh, him, Jeremy before, um, before doing that podcast episode, but he was looking for somebody on a, a group of Christian podcasters, and I was like, hey, I'll talk about it with you. And three hours and 15 minutes later, a podcast was done. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do want to spend more time with me talking about this stuff, uh, listen way to more, <laughs> then go, yes. go right ahead. But this will be a little bit shorter. Yeah. Well, I could, I could add that on as a, uh, a post-credit tag to this episode. You could three hour post-credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a post-credit that's three times as long as the actual content of the, yeah. Movies. Yeah. Do that. Although we'll see. We'll see. So usually, Evan, we have your ranked list. This is no different. I think that mm-hmm. we will just uh, hand you the the keys. You take the wheel, All right. and we'll uh, we'll jump in with with extra things as we think about them. But okay, sounds yeah. good. Now, some of this we don't have to go too in depth because uh, we did a mid year in review this year. That's true. And so, if you want to go back, uh, we we talked about a half of these. Uh, so we'll probably gloss over those ones, but here we go. I watched 34 movies that were released in 2022. Uh, 
during 2022. So here they are. Number 34 is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So that was your least favorite movie of the entire year. Correct. And Which we did an yeah, episode about, we, right? We Yeah. Well, we talked about it in that rev- year, oh, half okay. year review. Yeah. So, yeah, just wasn't a fan. Same thing nope. with Miss Marvel, which is the next one. I do have a couple of Marvel shows in here um, because for some reason they're all in okay. the box. So I put them in there. So Miss Marvel's next. We talked about that. Uh, here we go. 32 is Don't Worry, Darling, which we have not talked about. We haven't. I do not remember what that is because I remember I remember hearing the title and thinking that's an interesting title, but I have no idea what. Yes. Well, if you watch the trailer, it's it's this idyllic 1950s town, but something is amiss. And <laughs> and you start. No. It's like a it's like a psychological thriller. Um, oh, that's like the Stepford Wives. Yeah, sort of. Yes. Mm-hmm. With um, a lot of. Yes, I, I I skipped a lot of the gratuity, but I, it was on HBO Max. I watched it, and yes, it is definitely a thriller. Um, it has it was thrilling. A thrilling. <laughs> it it was. Uh, if you want your thrillers to make sense and have reason to be thrillers, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of stuff that happens, and it's kind of cool and spooky, but none of it matters or makes any sense. So, yep, yeah, there it is. I read a, I read a quick review of it, and I was like, wow, I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> it had some cool visuals, and the acting was great. But yeah, all right. The next one is Harry Potter uh, or the Fantastic Beasts, excuse me, The Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> This is number 31 of 34. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to any of those yet. We bought the other two on DVD to watch with my kids, and we just, they are not interested. They love yeah. the books, they love the movies, but they are just not interested in these. It's not You great. know, the funny thing is, when the Fantastic Beasts book came out, I thought it was clever and cute, and, you know, I think it, it, it was like a fine little extra to have and then when i heard that they were making like an entire film series about it i was like what (laughs) (laughs) it's like someone making a film series about like the appendixes to lord of the rings or something i mean you can't do that (laughs) i I think the challenge though no i like the idea of the challenge though because i i haven't seen any of them so i don't know what they did but I know what I would do is I would make it about someone who is studying those animals, those beasts, or who is going around and and writing the book. You know, writing. You had it right the, the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, you make, I mean, the book a part of the movie, and yeah, the, the beasts part is cool, but then they add a whole bunch of other stuff that's just like we don't need this, or it's like it's complete departure from, you know, the, the lighthearted fun of the beast. And now we're like super dark, super serious world war two espionage, (laughs) disturbing violence, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, and then number 30, I have disenchanted, 
which is the sequel to Enchanted. And I haven't watched that yet either. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm curious about it, but you have it really low on your list. Are, have we reached a moment where I, you've switched from thumbs down to thumbs up yet? Uh, we have reached a moment where I'm waving my hand side to side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's on a swivel. Uh, so everything, Dumbledore and back, everything was thumbs down. Disenchanted, we're on the side to side swivel. Okay. Um, yeah. It so does, wasn't there a a disenchanted show done by Matt Groening? Yes. I don't know. Yes, there was. So this has nothing to do with it, right? No, no. Oh, disenchantment. No, this... Disenchantment is oh, okay. the Matt Groening thing. The guy who did The Simpsons, and Disenchant Dead is the second of the Enchanted. Enchanted disenchanted. series. Yeah. Got yes. it. All right. I, honestly, I love titling stuff like that, though. That is a clever, a clever title for a sequel. And now the third one would be like well, this Unenchanted, movie... where like she loses her magic, but she has to like. It's a fish out of water type of thing. Or Enchanter. Enchanter. Or... So this one, if you're a fan of the first one, I'd say this one's probably worth a watch once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not quite as strong plot-wise as the first one, because obviously the first one's just a very straightforward kind of hero's journey sort of thing, um, and a, like a rom-com. This one is different. Um it has a really clever conceit though because it centers around the little girl who she adopted when she married the guy from the first one and which makes her a stepmother and so by the laws of fairy tale land you start turning evil when you're a stepmother of course I like that that's a great idea it's it's a fun conceit Um, and then uh, they also, I think, realized their mistake in the first one, casting Idina Menzel and not giving her any music to sing at all. <laughs> so they make up for that with giving her several opportunities to sing and belt it out. Uh, so that was cool. And the, we still get some more traditional 2D Disney feature animation. That was nice, too. I mean, you've uh, got me interested enough to maybe check it out, I think. Yeah, I would yeah, I, I it's worth a watch. Yeah, uh, number twenty, and, and like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, Amy Adams is just loving this because you know <laughs> th- this the first one launched her career pretty much, and you know the, apart from a couple other you know fun spunky movies, she's been a very serious actress, you know, trying to win Oscars, and, but now she's like, mm-hmm. I'm going back, I'm going back, and it's going to be fun, so. Uh, okay, number 29 out of 34, Wakanda Forever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Seen that, now, that one we haven't talked about, have we? <clears throat> we have not. Not yeah. at all. We did not do a review episode. Wow, that's low. It is. It is low. So you just didn't like it? What's What's the deal, man? Well, I really liked Namor. I thought they did a good job with him. Uh, I mean, they did... They didn't quite nail his personality, and they absolutely failed when they had him say his iconic catchphrase. Um, but I, I really liked how they had him move and fight and how he interacted with everybody. But then the rest of the movie, I felt it was very disjointed. They didn't know what they were doing without Chadwick Boseman. It didn't have a focus or center. 
And <laughs> wow, I yeah, I feel yeah. the exact opposite. Like I yeah. feel like this was one of the most centered creator uh, vision that the MCU has given us. That's probably Maybe another reason why they like it. Too because much this this <laughs> one is absolutely a movie about like they they knew where they were doing with this movie. It was about grief, and it was uh, I mean there's explosions and stuff in the middle of it too, but. It was a movie about grief. It was a movie about navigating grief and loss and very much, I felt, came, coming from the heart of the people behind the camera and in front of the camera. Um, and, yeah, it just it just felt real and uh, emotional. And I, yeah, uh, I don't remember where I put it in my letterbox, but it, it wasn't in the top five or anything like that. But it was, it was one that I was, I was really... I didn't cry. I know some people cried, but it didn't take me that far. But it was emotional, and I, I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, the the more I saw, the the less interested I became. Huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the people who are complaining that they should have just recast the character, um, they could have done that. But this was not the movie that they were making. They were not making a movie about Black Panther. They were making a movie about loss and they're making a movie about legacy and and moving yeah. forward who wants a black panther um, movie about black after panther? loss so not me so that would have made for a, a really nice uh uh road trip episode Evan. yeah that, i mean the trip home would have been interesting yeah <laughs> who wants a black panther movie about black panther i mean that's ridiculous we already had one. This was so about Black want? Panther. I mean, it really, it was about legacy. It was about sure. building in, and then now we have a next next generation character, which is what Phase Four has been all about. Yeah. Which that's why Phase Four has felt a little directionless, is because it's just all about next, next, next. Let's introduce the next person in each one of these little mini franchises, and then we'll see about like bringing in and giving it focus in, in phase five but yeah all right okay. the next all right next the next one is man from toronto which we talked about in the last one uh-huh it's like a it's a you know funny uh, action movie uh then it's number 27 would be glass onion haven't gotten around to that yet either mm-hmm. my review i think uh word for word is I don't understand the hype behind these movies. <laughs> well, I think it's just all the different characters, like all the different actors. If you're an actor, actress person, then seeing them all together. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like if you're a, a comic book fan and you open up your comic book and all of a sudden it's like the first episode of Secret Wars. You know, oh, oh, there's Spider-Man. Oh, look, there's, you know, oh, there's all the characters all together, you know. Or it's like Towering I, Inferno or Poseidon yeah. Adventure or... Um, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Or uh, Murder on the Orient Express, where it's yep. just... Well, that's a good comparison because you have these two Ryan Johnson movies, which are mm-hmm. modern day, out of his own brain. And then you've got those other ones, which are adaptions of Agatha Christie. And they both have really huge, high-profile casts and big budgets. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Is an adaption of Agatha Christie? That's <laughs> no. interesting. I Orient, never knew that. Orient Express and, uh, <laughs> and, and Death on murder the Nile. Murder on the Nile? I know. Yeah. Not Murder on the Nile. It's a joke. Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Yes. And 
the the Agatha Christie ones I think really succeed. Uh, these ones, it's I don't know what he's trying to do because they're they're <laughs> not great whodunits. I think it's, that they're kind of a deconstruction of a whodunit. I haven't seen the second one. I haven't seen Glass Onion, but Knives Out. I mean that that car chase that's just ultra slow or whatever. You know, like they're it's just like trying to put things on its head, and then you find out you know the crime you thought we were following isn't exactly what we, what it even is. And I think he's trying to deconstruct the, the Agatha Christie kind of, of murder mystery. Well, he's doing a good job leaving it deconstructed all over the floor. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's, it's difficult for, for a non-Christian or just having these types of movies in a non-Christian atmosphere. Because you lose the whole sense of the the depth of what murder is and what death is, and it's just thrown back on the who done it. You know, it's it's like Clue. You know, the the game Clue. It's like who cares who the who the corpse is? It's like where was the murder done? What was the murder done with? And who did the murder? And that's the that's the only thing. You know, and the modern whodunits are just more about that than the weight of the the dan- the the violence done towards this image of God bearer. You know, but even that, like, even even with just the whodunit tropes, it's like this. What was the point of this? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the characters in both of those movies, Knives Out and this one, are just fantastic. They're just great great characters well portrayed but then when you get to the end it's like oh okay whatever (laughs) i guess that's what could have happened (laughs) well but again i think that's that's one of the attractions though is you're attracted to it because of the characters and and there's a semblance of i haven't seen the second one so i don't know i do remember with the first one being interested in where it was going and wondering and and looking forward to like the unraveling and then you get to the end and it's like oh, okay there's this little bit of a twist and you d- didn't know you know so yeah i i i it's it's another one that i plan to watch but you know I, there's limited time in the day all right next we have uh number 26 which is the legion of super pets or the league the league of super pets did you guys see that one yeah, are we on? We are on thumbs up yet with you? Uh, we're still on the wavy hand. Okay, all right. Yep, we're still on the wavy hand. I enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't great, but I did enjoy it. Did we talk about this one yet? I'm trying no. to remember. Okay, no. What did you I, think I of the uh, post credit? I can't remember the post credit. The post credit with uh, Crypto and Black Adam's dog. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, it, it, it was goofy. Yes. All goofy of... is Black Adam's dog? That's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, all of that has a different light and connotation after recent events, which make me sad. Well, I mean, but... it had the connotation of, you know, basically teasing the end of Black Adam. Yeah. Um, and then, but then you had the joke of the voice actors involved. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really, yeah, I I liked it. It was it was fun, but it's just 
I can't remember. There's a couple of moments where it fell short for me, and so I was like, oh, it's it's not a thumbs up movie. It is not a perfect movie. It's it's kind of a what if. I who was I telling this? I felt like it was what if DreamWorks made a superhero movie, not Pixar. Like it wasn't right, right. You know, but but DreamWorks. You know, what if DreamWorks, and you know, so it, it has a little bit of heart because they're trying to be Pixar. Yeah. Well, DreamWorks actual superhero movie was way better than this, which was Megamind. That was um, a great movie. Yeah, I really like that. Um, mega, okay. mega, mega mind. Number 25 is The Lost City. We talked about that. That's with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. We did talk Just about it. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 24, <laughs> we did not talk about this one, which is Lightyear. Well, you talked about it. I hadn't seen it when we did our last Have episode. you seen it now? Yes. It's on my list, Ben. So uh, what'd you think? I I really liked it. Now we're on the thumbs up. We're on the thumbs up now. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the only part that, uh, depresses me is that we, uh, have to start the movie like 30 minutes in for my kids to watch it so we can get past all of the homosexual agenda stuff. That's yeah, that would, that would put it into the, the thumbs down for me, you know, having to to wildly edit a movie like that. It's, it's almost like, you know, and it, it betrays a certain, you know, ethic of the person making the movie. If they're going to go to that length to put that type of stuff in there, you know, I, I, I almost don't really want to trust the rest of the movie. Well, it so, was the reason they put it in there is a political. Yeah reason be like a literal it was a response to a political maneuver or whatever so yeah i i just feel like it wasn't that great like it was a movie yeah the 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 problem for me was first of all i think of lightyear i'm not thinking dramatic i'm not thinking interstellar yeah you know i'm i'm not i i'm thinking i want I want humor. I'm I'm thinking the 2D animated Lightyear series. You know, I'm thinking uh, Tim Allen. You know, I I I'm yeah. not picturing this thing. And the other problem was, so I didn't feel like it actually was true to the spirit of Lightyear, the character that they portrayed in Toy Story as the character from the toy, not the Tim Allen individual, but the the stuff that they created. But then the other thing was, they said this is a 90s movie. That caused yeah. Andy to fall in love with this character. This was not a '90s movie. It, no, it there was so many things about it that just made you say, "No, it's not. It's not a '90s movie. It, it's not paced like one. It doesn't look like one." I went into it, and, and this is maybe my own agenda. You know, I'm going into it thinking I'm going to see a riff on '90s action sci-fi. I'm going to see a movie that feels like or looks like, I don't know, Lost in Space or something like that. Um, And instead, you know, I get uh, Interstellar with a little bit of humor. And normally I would go for that kind of thing. If this wasn't called Lightyear, I probably would have been more enthusiastic about it. But because of what they were trying to portray it as and present it as, it really did not feel like any of the things that they said it was. So. Yeah. yeah. 
I I mean, apart from what I already said, uh, the uh, the plot was cool. The uh, I love the set design and the the uh, prop design. All, all the whole design of the whole film was really cool. I I'll say I, I liked the playing with the time dilation stuff that they did. Yeah, like there was some good stuff there, and that brought in a nice emotional core as he's not aging and everyone around him is. Um, but, and I'm not going to spoil this for anyone. Um, I did not like the big twist reveal at the end, because again, that kind of goes against what they've set up as in universe in toy story. Um, the, the lore behind the character. And I just thought it was a cheap twist. And it was one that I'd seen before. It's one that I've written before, honestly, (laughs) but, um, I didn't, didn't didn't like it so i agree all right right. so that was number 25 uh number 24 is uncharted which we already talked about Mm -hmm. uh after that is 23 guillermo del toro's pinocchio which i have not seen yet and i really really want to is it made for me evan you would enjoy it okay what about me i don't know steve um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Evan, I'll be honest. Here's what I want to do with this movie. I want to watch Disney plus live action Pinocchio. And then this one back to back as a double Please feature. Do. Please do. Because it's quite a dichotomy. Yeah. And, uh, there's some, I mean, there's some really great parts in this one. They go to some weird places, um, just with the story. It's like, wow, okay, we're (laughs) – they get very specific in which time period they're placing this in. And uh, because of that, some weird things happen. Uh, And I'm not even talking about like psychedelic weird, just like, oh, that's the choice you made (laughs) for this movie. (laughs) Um, But the the weird psychedelic stuff was cool Uh, when Pinocchio comes alive for the first time it is very unsettling <laughs> and but uh yeah it's it, and it has a very interesting ending and i but i i love the way they do jiminy cricket um yeah i heard that the the blue fairy is is really played up well as a i've, I've seen some memes where they call it a biblically accurate angel almost oh, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely um, definitely taking some inspiration from from that which is something that when i was researching and writing lullaby um, one of the things that I that was part of my portrayal of the blue, blue fairy was kind of almost as a, a Holy Spirit figure. You know, you have Jiminy Cricket as this conscience, this almost Christ-like figure, and you have the the blue fairy as this almost almost you know, breathing life into someone and that kind of thing. Um, and so I do like the idea of using kind of angelic ideas to, to bring it to life. Um, you, you expect the blue fairy stuff and they do some cool stuff with that in the mythology. It's the other stuff I mentioned <laughs> that you're not expecting. You're like, what, where is this going? What, what is happening? So yeah, I think you're excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's worth watching just for the animation. It's absolutely incredible, which it's a, it's a stop motion film and it's, it's beautiful to look at. Okay, uh, number 22 is Fire of Love. You guys heard of that? No. <laughs> it is a documentary. It's on Disney+. Plus okay. And it, it's uh, 
one of the most acclaimed films of the year, I think. And it's about these two uh, – true story. Two volcanologists fall in love and live dangerous lives traveling the world, studying volcanoes, which eventually kills them. Thanks for oh. the spoiler. Yeah. Well, no, they – I great. mean they – they give you the spoiler in the first five minutes. Like, this is a love story of these two people who died together. That's great. That's... What they love to do. Yeah, it was. it's a very interesting movie because the, the two people who did it, uh, or the, that it's about, they filmed, like, their whole life just because. And so it has all these, like, crazy moments and personal moments mm. and really close-up views of molten lava. And, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's it's a good watch. I would recommend it. Twenty two. All right. Twenty one. Green Lantern. Beware my power. I can't remember if we w- talked about that or not. I don't either. I I haven't seen it still. So if we did talk about it, well, I'd recommend I that. That's, to say so. that's a new DC animated PG thirteen movie. It's in the new continuity with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, uh, Justice Society, World War Two, Batman: The Long Halloween Parts One and Two. And then this is the next one, and so they're building they're building their own DC universe from from the ground floor here, and it seems like it's going to be all leading up to a crisis on infinite Earths. Uh, hopefully, a double feature <laughs> movie, you know, part one and two, or so. Yeah, but I would recommend and that one. It's good. I haven't seen this, but I've heard that this is one of the one of the better ones that they've done recently. It's good. I, I mean, I, I think all of the, the ones I just mentioned have been excellent. I think they've been better than the previous continuity they were working in. Um, the next one I'm very excited about because it's Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. So, Is that also part of this? Yeah. Uh, chronology or canon? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm excited for that. Um, all right. And then we have uh, number 20 is Strange World. I've watched half of it. I started it last night. Oh no, Ben! Now we can't talk about it. There's some cool stuff at the end. Well, I haven't seen the cool stuff at the end. I've only seen the cool stuff at the beginning. I, yeah, I it's not any of it. I really enjoyed it, but my kids will never be able to watch it until they're teenagers because it is inundated with the homosexual stuff. Oh. Like it's all throughout. The whole movie, um, which is a shame because it's it's one of the most unique Disney movies I've ever seen. It I would put it in the vein of Treasure Planet and Atlantis: The Lost Empire. It's a completely original sci-fi world that they're building from scratch, uh, and it's it's really cool, and it's it's very pulpy uh, and actiony, but filled with content that I can't let my kids see. Wonderful. Yep. I'd be interested. Ben, I think you're really going to like the ending, and I really wish we could talk about it. But we can't. I just, uh, it was too late last night, and I was too tired, and I had to go to bed. <laughs> All right. Uh, the one after that is number 19, Seeing Red. Which I have not seen. Haven't seen it. I really enjoy this. My kids also will never watch this until they're older. But uh, this one had much less problematic things in it than the other one, um, at least as far as enjoying it as an adult watching it. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We have. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, then number 18, Death on the Nile. Number 17, The Atom Project. Did we talk about that? I think so. Okay. I did that not see it still. Last Man. year? Yep, 2022. Wow. Uh, number 16, Moonshot. We talked about that. Number 15, Pinocchio, the Disney remake version with Tom Hanks. Uh, I really like that. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, number 14, Black episode, Adam. We about it. Mm-hmm. And we did an episode about Black Adam. Yes. That was number 13, episode... another episode that we did, which is Moonfall. One of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> I'd say it's... one of the greatest movies of the beginning of 2022. <laughs> I just, it's, it's cemented in my heart as, as just one of my favorite movies now. I love it so much. <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time, and it's what, number 13 on your list? Yeah. So the, are the other 12 also the greatest movies of all time? No, they're just better. <laughs> <laughs> they're better than one of the greatest movies of all time, but they're not one of the greatest movies of all time. Look, well, Steve, look, you're putting too much thought into this. I mean, Moonfall you know. lives with Battleship in an apartment together in the VIP suite of Evan's Heart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Um, <laughs> number 12 is Jurassic World. Uh, we talked about that. We did. Yep. Uh, we then did. It's, number 11 is Thor Love and Thunder. We talked about that. Didn't see it. Uh, number 10, Sonic 2. We talked Didn't about that, right? It. Yes, we did. We did? Okay. Steve, that's good. I would. I would... It's fun. Yeah. It's I saw the first one and enjoyed fun. it. Yeah. If you enjoyed the first one, you will enjoy the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I just haven't had a chance. I mean, Jim Jim Carrey. These these are probably his best movies now for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh wow. the the Sea Beast is number 9. Did you end up seeing uh, that? One? I think we talked about this and you said I really need to see it. Yes. Did you yeah. see it? No. Ben. I saw I it, but I was down. not a not a fan. Really? Why? Try to remember. There was some like really heavy-handed, um, like the patriarchy is bad type of stuff. Government is bad type of stuff. That was just like they were really trying to force it. Um, and uh, I, I think there was so, some other stuff that was just incidental that I was just like it. It's just it, the whole big ball of it was blah. It's a it's a save the whales movie for sure. Um, but I mean, the giant monster fights make up for it. It was interesting. I mean, it was interesting to look at. I mean, but still, Star Trek Four was a Save the Whales movie. Yeah, and it was horrible. And, and but the whales, this is another the whales cool deserve to be saved. I mean, they never did anything to us. Yeah, I mean this this is cool. It's it's another one like uh, Strange World where it's a completely original fantasy world that they're building from the ground up in this movie. And it's, I, I really like, I really like that. Uh, number eight, Chippendale rescue Rangers. We talked about that. Definitely talked about that. Yeah. And did that you see was... it or not Ben? Uh, Steve, did you see it? Haven't had a chance yet. No, Steve. I, it's I, a sequel to who framed Roger rabbit. I understand that. I just oh, haven't had a chance God. to watch it. I, my kids, for some reason, they just don't want to sit down and watch a movie. And my wife is very picky, so <laughs> she pretty much has to be her choice. So and, and encourage her one, to watch man. it. 
It okay. is Encourage fun. her to watch it, not watch it. Okay. Number seven, She-Hulk, the whole series. Didn't see I it. loved it. Love She-Hulk, and I thought they did a bang-up job adapting and that And that ending. <laughs> that so was, audacious. That was, yes. That was the only part I meh. Wait, no. Yes. No. No, I told you. I know you're a John Byrne She-Hulk fan. I'm a Dan Slott She-Hulk fan, and they don't do as much fourth wall breaking in the Dan But Slott. this was audacious. It yes, breaks it the world. Yes. Like, that's the thing. I haven't talked about it. So welcome to level seven yet. We're getting there. It breaks the world. Yeah, it, <laughs> it breaks the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It does. Yeah, it does. It's like, where do they go from here? How can they dig themselves out of this hole? Um, Will she end up crossing over with Deadpool? Uh, I don't see why not. But <laughs> but the other thing is, like, now that they've done this and if you've seen the ending, you know what I'm talking about. Now that they've done this, how can she go on with life knowing but that she's exists? Known all along. She's known all along, the whole time. She's talking to us. I know, but how does she... Uh, yeah. <laughs> how this... does she do it in the comics? She knows she's in a comic. <laughs> so you either they either have to ignore it or they yep. have to... <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number eight... Or no, not number eight. Number six is Elvis. Do you guys see that? No. no. Man, I, I'm a huge Elvis music fan. And this movie was great because it's just such a good cautionary tale. And it's 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 a tragedy. And it's very sad because, I mean, this guy, if he had somebody there with him who could who could have told him or convinced him, to do something else at certain points. It's like, it's like an Anakin Skywalker kind of thing where it's like, Mm -hmm. this is the pivot point. If you would have done something else, everything would have been different. Well, and And, it's a a tragedy in that sense also where generally speaking, viewers know what's happening. They know where it's going to go. And there's not the redemptive moment where he's going to turn, turn it around. Yeah. Because that's not what he did. That's not the life that he lived. But it was the, I mean, as much as uh, I like the story, the filmmaking, the cinematography is crazy in this thing. Like it's La- uh, what's, what's it's his name? Las Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, yeah. Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, for no reason, he's just like, let's get crazy with this transition, with every single transition between scenes. Let's do. That's him, though. Yeah, yeah. That's him. It was cool. Uh, number five, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. Which we talked about that. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Still haven't seen it. I watched it a second time, man. That that song where they're singing about his breakup just moves me every time. It's so good. I love it. All right, number four, Avatar, The Way of Water. Which we will be doing an episode Next episode, probably, because tomorrow I will be going to a local theater to watch it on a small screen, not in 3D. And I saw it at the greatest movie house of all time, the Alamo Draft House, and it was great. Yeah, I, um, I'm i curious, though. I mean, Steve and I, this is our podcasting careers Yeah, began with Avatar, began yeah. with us arguing about <laughs> Avatar and... 
the spectacle of it, and this is not a bad thing, but the spectacle of it was definitely the thing that just captivated me and caused me to say this was a great movie going experience. The story less so. Um, but we'll talk about it because I did rewatch it finally. I have not rewatched that movie since it came out in theaters because there was no way to recapture that spectacle. But I did watch it in my living room on a screen that's about the size of the theater I'm going to tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and and so I, I am curious to, to talk about it with you in the next episode because um, I revisited Pandora and then we will see what happens when we uh, go back for the sequel. But you put it at number four. I did. Okay. Well, that's a little sneak peek at where uh, – where Evan's coming from next episode. Yep. Yeah, and next episode is it has to be our last episode since it's you you guys first episode was <laughs> yeah. out. Come full well, circle. That was a whole nother podcast <laughs> that we only did like three episodes of. <laughs> That's right. And then we went from that podcast into um the Phantom Toll Booth. Yeah. Or the Phantom Toll Booth or Phantom Toll yeah. Booth, yeah. And then we went from Phantom Toll Booth to this. Nice. That's right. All right, number three, The Batman. Which we did talk about that. Yes. Yeah, it was interesting. It was just one of those, like, super hyper grim ones that, uh, you know. But with a purpose, I felt. Like, sometimes there's grit for grit's sake. This, this had meaning behind it. It did, and I think a lot of the darkness served to give a counterpoint to the light that was coming mm-hmm. uh, that they were pointing to when they got to the end. I, I really do feel like this is a, if this was a standalone movie that didn't have a sequel ever, that almost makes it better for me because of the promise that it was pointing toward as far as his character development and just not just saying I am vengeance, I am the night, but to say, I need, I also need to bring people into the light mm-hmm. and, so I, I I appreciated what the movie was saying uh, and how it was saying it. I mean, it was just well, well made. Well done. Speaking of well made and well done, number two, Top Gun Maverick. Didn't see it. Oh, Steve, did you like the first one? I don't remember seeing the first one. Okay. So. Yeah. They're, I, they're, they're not my type of movies. Well, this this one, I don't know if I I don't know what type of movie I would typecast it as, but it it was really good. It was a huge surprise, huge, huge surprise how good it was. Yeah. Even after having people tell me best movie of the year, best movie of the year. I'm like, yeah, right. Whatever. And then I go down. I sit down. Was it the best movie of the year? I haven't done a list like Evans, so I don't know. But it's up there. It was really, really good. Yeah. Really exciting. Yeah. I watched the first one just recently and I enjoyed it. And then we went to see this one because we wanted to do a date night. And we didn't have anything better to do. So we went and did this and like, yeah, it's just catches you off guard. Like, man, this is really good. Like, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a military uh, movie guy most of the time, but man, it sucked me in and it was great. I um, feel like in some ways, retroactively it elevates the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do. Yeah. It, the first one was 
really good for what it was in the time period that it came out in. Yeah. We went and saw it. It was cool. We rewatched it on VHS and rented it and all that. And, and relived the, the volleyball and the, you know, the death and the, you know, the lines, really cool lines, you know? Yeah. Um, In the song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, so all those things and this like it defined coolness in some ways for us, but then it's also it rings hollow a little bit because it is just about style over substance and things like that. Um, and so I feel like even though this one's still stylistically, it was a stylistic movie, but I feel like this one elevated that one by allowing the character to grow up a little bit. And then number one, which we have already talked about, it has not been dethroned. The bad guys. The sure. what? The bad guys. Which is the DreamWorks animated film tribute to Lupin the Third and other heist movies. And it was it's just amazing and I love it and it's number one. I'm not a heist fan. I don't really like heist movies. I I, I imagine they can be well done and all that stuff, but I'm just like you know, I'm not... uh, this might be a spoiler, but at some point, if you ever see a heist story from me, it will be a reverse heist. I want to do the heist movie that is all about getting it back in. <laughs> like that's see, I'd watch that. <laughs> so. If you if you there's a uh, there's a bonus short that's on the home release, and they do that. Oh really? Right, because, yeah, because they're reformed, right? At the yeah, end. Yeah. And so then they yeah, it's about them putting a thing back. That's funny. Yeah. All right, let's see here. So that's so your that's, list. That's my movie list, yes. All right. With a little bit of, of Disney Plus. Yeah. Um and a couple of T V things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some more T V things here. Uh have we talked about the Orville, New Horizons? No. Okay. So, I have not finished it. I'm, I'm halfway through. All right, that's a 2022 that. thing, and that that and Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. Those three things were released on Thursdays, and they became just a part of my. I would wake up on Thursday, and I do laundry and watch this science fiction TV show this week. You know, and. There's a little bit of crossover where the Orville and Strange New Worlds were coming out at the same time. And yeah, so that was special to me to have those moments to myself. But the Orville New Horizons, you're halfway through? Yeah. Okay. All right. They, it's more of season one, season two. It's more of Star Trek Next Generation. But they've lost all the humor. I Almost. mean, it, it's still there, but it's like, this is not a spoof show anymore. We're just doing it. And yeah. it's fantastic. Second half of the season is bigger budget. They There's a couple episodes where you're like, yeah, they're saving budget right now because they're doing this or this, the setting, the bottle episode, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but they do some feature film level stuff when you get to the end of the season. I mean, it's just building up to a season finale. And yeah. then they do a really good episode at, toward the end there that is philosophical 
basically saying, this is the philosophy of Star Trek. And here's kind of what we think about it. And it's super fascinating. It mm. is really interesting. So, what channel uh, is it all on? That's a uh, Disney Plus. Yep. Is it yeah. Disney Plus? Yep. Yeah, it was Hulu original. So like it was on Fox for the first two seasons. And then when they got renewed for a third season, it was that's why they call it the Orville New Horizons is because it's technically a new show because it, it switched network from Fox to Hulu. And but it's it's season three and it's on Disney Plus now as well. And the issues that they're tackling. It's just really profound and really interesting, too, because mm -hmm. I'm expecting, you know, let's cram down the left wing dogma with all these issues. And no, they really explore it from all angles. And it's really interesting. They do. They explore from all angles from a left wing perspective. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. But they're giving space and voice and other ideas. Know, it definitely, you know, there's some episodes where you, they definitely are like, this is the wrong way to think. Don't think this way. Yeah. You know, but again, that's, that's whenever you're watching anything, you're watching the worldview of the creator behind it. And if you're able to engage with that, uh, with maturity and, uh, you know, a Holy spirit leading and biblical worldview, um, then I say engage with it. And, and yeah, I, yeah, there's some really interesting conversations to be had. And I think we should do an episode on it. Um, Ben, last time we talked about it, you said there was one episode where you completely disagreed with what the characters did. Mm -hmm. and it made you mad. And I think mm -hmm. I know which one it was because <laughs> it made uh, me mad too. <laughs> which episode do you think it was? The one where they go back in time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, made me mad. <laughs> it was, and but I liked it, you know. Even though they took it, and you know, at by the end they're saying this was the right thing to do, and everyone's on the same page. You know, any any yeah. philosophical arguments that they might have had by the end, they're all like, "This is the only right thing." Yeah, in my mind, I'm just no, wait. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah because it, it's not it's not even that i'm mad at the storytelling or the writing i'm mad at the characters themselves yes exactly and that's <laughs> good writing yeah yeah to engage in that way um yeah yep so that was uh the orville we did talk already i think about strange new worlds a little bit mm -hmm. uh last time uh have we've you got watched Star Trek prodigy at all I have only watched the first couple episodes of the first season because I was trying to watch it with Doug, who was 11, now mm. is 12. Uh, he just wasn't interested. And so I hadn't gone back to it yet because I was kind of waiting until he wanted to rewatch it. But now he is all about only watching um, YouTube. So it's his viewing habits right now are Minecraft videos and Darman videos. Okay. So Darman? What's Darman? <laughs> Uh, moralistic uh, short films that are super cheesy in some ways, which make them more palatable because you're kind of laughing at it. But it's it's all like videos where the the title of the thing will be um, "Bully makes fun of disabled man and lives to regret it." 
Oh, okay. And it's that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but we get into them and we watch them and we talk about them and yeah. So, and then, you know, he's all about actually playing Minecraft and he's, what's cool now though, is I've gotten a new computer for him that he is getting into making texture packs for Minecraft. So he's actually designing like, this is what the sword looks like. And yeah. this is what the texture of the the grass will look like. And that has been so much fun to see him pivot. Not a hundred percent, but a little bit away from all of the online play where he's, you know, getting super competitive and yeah. So it's, that's, that's been cool to see him actually get into that creative side of things, not just the building, but the creating. Modding. Yeah. yeah. Modding. Yeah. And so, um, fortunately we're in a place where I'm very comfortable in looking things up, figuring things out and doing the stuff too much further down the modding hole. I might, I might, I might lose myself and, and not be much help, but that's where we are right now. So nice. Okay, more streaming. Uh, we've got, we already talked about She-Hulk. Oh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Didn't we talk about this? Did we? I can't remember. It came out in September, so I don't think we talked about it in our halfway review. You you and I talked about it because we did a She-Hulk and Lord, Rings of Power episode. Oh, really? Yeah, we did a streaming episode. Oh, that's right. What are we streaming? Yes, but Steve, I don't know if you've watched it. I have. Okay, I loved it. I that that would have been on the number one slot if uh, if it was on Letterboxd. Did I release that episode? Yeah, you did. Okay. It was there was too many wonky things with it. I I understand what they were trying to do with it, but you know it's there. It is. Actually, you know what? It would not have been number one. It would have been number two. Because number one would have been the chosen. Mm. Hey, they, I've got a question for you, but yeah. talk about the chosen first. Have you have you watched that, Steve? No. Um, you know, coming from a, a a Mormon understanding of it, I try to stay it's away not from stuff. From like a Mormon that. understanding, it was released on VidAngel, but it's not made by Mormons. It's the, the executive producers. Or Mormons, a VidAngel wouldn't have released it unless it, you know, held true with with what they no, wanted the, to the do. The director with it. and the the showrunner, the brain behind it, is one hundred percent Christian, and it's fantastic. Yeah, but and, why why would he be adding stuff to what scripture? I mean, you know, there there's so many different to versions make, to make it a multi series thing. Did you watch what he added though? Like this is the question I have I've for you. I've seen some stuff that he's added, and I was just like. You know, like there was one, there was one point where, where Jesus is like practicing uh, a sermon and uh, I think it's Matthew is, is like, like, like telling him, you know, do this, do that, do the other thing. And I'm like, that, that's not how, how things happen. There, there's just so many different things. Like they were making fun of John the Baptist multiple times over and over again, just misunderstanding the whole, you know, what he was wearing and what he was eating type of stuff. And, you know, he was crazy. I mean, it was just like too many, too many additions, too many obvious misunderstandings of scripture to, no, to have. I a hundred percent disagree. Uh, everything <laughs> you up. can disagree, but it, it doesn't line up with the Bible. There's, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't line up with the Bible. 
Uh, I think I could go through it point by point and tell you, show you how it does. If but, you want, we can. We can, but yeah, we should, you know, but not right now. On this episode, no, <laughs> no. But yeah, watching the show, I've had one of the most most powerful spiritual experiences I've had in years. Watching the show, we were praying and in tears at the end of one episode. I mean, it's it is wonderful. It is incredible, and I I love it so much. Yeah, my my boss told me I had to watch it. You're like, I'm giving you homework to watch this. Same but, thing um, at Focus. What? Same thing at Focus. Like, yeah. But part of the reason that I haven't watched it yet, and this is just me and how I work, is I try. I tend to not consume things that are close to things I've already done. Right. And so that's why I stayed away from Grimm and from the other fairy tale show, Once, Once Upon, Upon a Time, time because I'd already done... I done fairy tale stuff and I haven't still haven't gotten around to watching um the Alice movies. Um you know Tim Burton's See, Alice movies. That doesn't make sense to me because to me it would be don't watch it before you write the thing. I know I just that you're right. I'm not <laughs> saying it makes sense. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the way it is. Um no, I and and it's the same thing here, you know, I've I I spent so much time doing it this is how I want to see this. This is the movie or the TV series that I would like to see. And this is how I would do it. Um, that I'm just like, Oh, I, I, I know I've heard all the good things, but yeah, uh, I, well, I'm writing some old Testament Bible comics. And after I finish them, I immediately go and watch all the other things, the, <laughs> the other adaptions to see how other people did it, but I don't watch it beforehand. Um, but yeah, but guys like, you you uh, really you should watch the show like it it is really it's it's more than a TV show it's like like I said it was like a worship experience for me um, it's it's very good well topic for another day okay topic for another day but speaking of vid angel Evan yes wing feather have oh you I'm not watched it. it nope I've not either I just watched a video reviewing it today. And then I started looking into it to find out where this came from. So it's an Andrew Peterson uh, book series. Yes. So for, and... for stuff like this, um, I, I will watch it, but I, I need to wait until multiple seasons are out so I can just binge it. Oh, so you're, you're, so you're going <laughs> to wait five years is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Now, for I wanted to do that with Chosen. I did that with season two. I waited till all of season two was out before I watched it. But then at the end of season two, it's like, this is too good. I can't not watch it immediately when it comes out. We went and saw the first two episodes in the theater. It was for great. season three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's get back here. Oh, we didn't talk much about rings of power, but we oh, did oh, in that episode. Yes, we did. Yeah. And, but uh, I do want to say, um, uh, speaking of vid angel again, uh, through vid angel, I was able to watch some love death and robots which I would not watch otherwise <laughs> because it's got just tons of graphic nudity, I guess. Yeah. I, started I haven't watching, seen it, so I don't know. I started watching, this is like a year and a half ago or whatever. I started watching the, the first episode and I was, I had to click off. I was just like, nope. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but with the, with the filters on, uh, it's, it's very, uh, a lot of the plots and premises are, are really cool and interesting. And I, yeah. Maybe we should do an episode. I don't know. I want to talk to you about them, Ben, because they're cool. Okay. Andor. 
Ah, uh, the Andalorian. I think this is so good. What do you think, uh, Steve? Um, sort of a mixed bag for me. Um, you know, it, it's it it goes into a whole other thing for me about the whole Star Wars thing, but um, I think it was well done. Uh, I think there were some slow parts to it, but you know, it was interesting where they're taking the characters and what they're doing with them. I was not a fan of Rogue One um, at all. So, (laughs) you know, revisiting a character from a movie that I really just didn't like, it didn't really thrill me that much. Um, But, you know, the, the, like the Blade Runner type of a cyberpunk feel you're getting from it, I think was kind of interesting how they went with that mode. And then, you know, then they went and to then the, the THX 1138 the, yeah, <laughs> THX 1138 uh, uh, vibe that you were getting, um, you know, and then, you know, it, it, it was it, there were some interesting things to it. There were some things that, you know, were draggy, but yeah, I mean, it, and it, it's a series, you know, sometimes with series, you have to sort of experience the drag and the fill in episodes and stuff like that, you know. What was I thinking? Uh, I, I was, I was uh, like uh, the comic sh- comic book series Bone. I saw it in the the uh, the store the other day, and it's like this thick, you yeah. know, every single episode. And and I was, I remember reading it, and I was like, this is definitely a comic book series where the guy had a definite ending and a definite, you know, things that he wanted to have happen, and then it got popular, and they're just like, oh, just keep producing issues. And it's just like things just keep happening and happening and happening and happening until the end. And then it's all, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it's well done and the, you know, the, the drawings are fun and funny and all that stuff. But it, 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 in the end product, you could have just weeded out like half of it and gotten to the, you know, the main thing with, with, with things like this, I sort of wish they would put out a movie you know, at the a version at the end of the of the series where you could just sit down and watch a you know two to three hour movie, get all the high points, you know, have it be cinematic and all that stuff, and then not have to worry about the fillers and the fill in stuff. You know? Again, I would I would kind of disagree a little bit. I don't feel like it meandered. I don't feel like there were filler episodes. I feel like this was outlined uh, twenty four episodes and. They gave us we we have first season was twelve, but um, second season is our is guaranteed, and so that's that's the other thing that makes me feel a little more confident because you have a lot of streaming things where it's like yeah we ended on a cliffhanger, but you know what <laughs> we're canceling it. But uh, <laughs> this I felt like it was slow, it was not fast paced, and there I have a couple friends who are just like there's nothing happening here, uh, but for me it's. Like, no, no, they're building up the characters. They are building up this this political movement of the Empire stepping and, and tightening its grip. You know, basically, this is what Princess Leia was describing uh, in, in A New Hope, where she says, the more you tighten your fists, the more things slip through or whatever. And this is the Empire tightening its grasp and and testing the waters to see how far can we go with this? How far can we take over and how far can we, um, you know, determine people's lives. And 
by the end of the season, it's the slow buildup and it's, it's all slow buildup, but it is, um, something that by the end of the season, I felt like, you know, everything that they, every, uh, every Chekhov's gun and Chekhov's droid and Chekhov's dead worker. And, uh, it's all these little pieces that they were all checked off build up until the end of the, the season. And then you also have these interesting tiny moments that mean so little in the moment, but change the course of history. Like the one big one is an early episode where uh, a droid is just do you know, following its programming and you know, he shouldn't have gotten arrested but he did. And so he gets arrested and it's a quick court case that just drops him in prison. And these are things that are pushing him to do things that he was not interested in doing at all. And I just, the vibe, the seventies vibe, the pre star Wars seventies vibe. I really appreciate it. I really felt like those old school, um, naturalistic, uh, seventies cinema, stuff which was less hopeful than what star wars was i feel like star wars was in some ways a pivot point toward more popcorn and more hopeful movies but yeah i i really enjoyed it and i can't believe i'm saying this but i agree with ben (laughs) (laughs) have you ever agreed with me evan No, I mean, the, like, usually I, I am the exact opposite with Ben on this stuff, like the slow pace and the, you know, the the thoughtful sci-fi. But yeah, like from the from the first episode, you could tell that, and this is what the, the director said later, and I'm like, ah, I could absolutely tell from the first episode, was that he wrote this as if it was not a Star Wars show. Like he wrote it as if it's just a, a normal spy crime drama and then just put the Star Wars wrapping on it um, so that it gets away from the Star Wars tropes. And I was like, yeah, I, I could tell. And I think it works. And But then I am I also have a weird, weird affinity for the imperial bureaucracy <laughs> and, like, and the politics and stuff. Like I will – I will – Guess what you get in this? Exactly. I will. I will just watch. I will watch hours. I will read hours of imperial bureaucracy. It just fascinates me, and I don't know why. But yeah, I really, I really like that. And then yeah, the prison stuff. That was great. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said, Ben. All right. Uh, here's another streaming thing that we. I don't think we've talked about together anyway. Werewolf by Night. I haven't uh, seen yet. it yet. Oh, what? what? 45 minutes, Steve. Yeah, I know. 45 minutes. So that's much, much less of an investment. But you come over here and, and pry the, the remote control out of my wife's hands. Okay. Just you watch just... it on your phone, man. <laughs> you can't watch something like Werewolf by Night on your phone, Ben. Actually, come on. you are correct. You are correct, <laughs> sir. No, I, I mean, man, things in it. So. Yeah. I'm turning it on I was right already, now. You, I I'm was already it on pretty right hyped. Now then. Yeah. Uh, and it had the werewolf and it was riffing on universal monster movies. Yeah. Um, and it's riffing on wizard of Oz. I'll just leave it at that. But they, it, it was so much fun. Not a lot of meat to it, no. but 
definitely worth it just for the style. Yep. Just for the style and the cinematography. Directed by, I'm going to say the name wrong, but I'm going to say it confidently, Michael Giacchino. And he is the composer who has done, uh, well, I think he did Rogue One. Or was it Solo? I can't remember. But he did one of the, the newer Star Wars. Um, and he did Jurassic World. He did, um, he's the guy who did, I think, Speed Racer. And um, he does a lot of things where he's riffing on things in the past. He did the new Star Trek movies. Um, he's riffing on things of the past, but like bringing new stuff into it. And he went to film school originally and he directed a short animated piece for Star Trek. And then he's doing this. And now he's going to be directing, Steve, the remake of Them. Oh, really? Yeah. The giant ant movie. I, hey, spoilers. I thought you were going to say the cat people movie. No. <laughs> no, that should not be remade. It was just perfect back in 1941. It was remade, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and like it shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's by Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's the remake, isn't it? No, uh, no, <laughs> no. That's uh, that's a re- that's T. S. Eliot, uh, the <laughs> the cats that he 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 did a lot of poetry, you know, his freeform poetry on cats, and then they took that and turned it loosely into the cats uh, play, and then that became the cats movie, which. <laughs> Did we talk I have about not watched. that? No. <laughs> have you watched it? No. I haven't seen it. No. All right. Uh, back to streaming. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the Christmas special. Holiday special. Yeah. Yes. I saw that one. You like it? Um, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I mean, if you're to take that long to decide your answer, yeah. the answer is probably no. It's it's not that I hated it. It's that there was the scene with the, the police officers was just like, um, you can show police officers and stuff in a comic book. I like there's certain things you can show in a comic book that if you show them on the big screen, it's just it's it's too visceral. And with all the the talks of the last couple of years with, you know, defund the police and, you know, all this stuff with guns and police are bad and and all that stuff. And then to have them just like, you know, shooting and shooting and shooting at Drax and Drax just like shrugging it off. And then he tips the thing upside down. And and, and I I was just like, for the, for the, like the, the one action thing of I, to have it be this was just like, you know, it just, it, it was not for me, that wasn't where it needed to go. It was uncomfortable for sure. For me anyway. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Mantis's fight scene with the police was gorgeous and goofy. Like yeah. she's fighting and sleep, fighting, sleep, fighting, yeah. sleep. I love the part where they're chasing Kevin Bacon through his house. And Mantis is like crawling on the walls. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. But yeah, anything, anytime you have, you know, the cops just trying to do their jobs and you have people aggressing against them and it's in a comedy, it's just like, it's hard, hard for me to, to get into it. You know, I, I know, I know some police officers, I, I, I imagine most people do, you know, here and there, but you know, it's just, I, I can't imagine them in that situation and me 
you know, having a good laugh at it. So, you know. so here's a couple things that came out of this thing that maybe we already knew. Uh, Batman, we already knew is is in the MCU as a fictional character, and that was right. fun for uh, with Kevin Bacon. We're like, you're you be a hero. I'm Batman. All right, mm-hmm. but apparently, canon in the MCU, Gobots yep. exist as a race. <laughs> Yep. As some sort of spacefaring something, Gobots are out there and are recognizable. He saw Psykill cosplayer and got angry. And Mantis immediately recognizes and says, Gobots killed like his friend or whatever. It's like, yeah. wait. Not even it's not even Transformers. It is Gobots that exist. In well, the Gobots world. subsumed the. I mean, the Transformers subsumed the Gobots line, I believe, and then some Gobots actually became Transformers. They did for a, briefly, but they haven't done much with it lately no. at all. It was no. actually in a in a younger Transformers toy line yeah. that I'm aware of. Anyway, there might have been more, but yeah, yeah. I just, I really, honestly, Psykill is one of the greatest Transformer slash GoBots names of all time because he's a motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> but his name is Psykill. Nice. And then you have Leader One. Like that it doesn't it doesn't hold up. Lame. The bad guys already have a better a better leader. As far as look. That because he was a cool little toy as well. The way he transformed into a into a motorcycle. He was good looking as far as the three inch little transformer guys go. So I had the one that transformed into a little cassette, you know, a little audio cassette. It was about yeah. that big and it fell folded out and it was like a, a cheetah or something like that. Well it was it was Soundwaves uh cassettes. Was there it? multiple ones, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, okay. So that was Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, There's one other thing here that I haven't seen yet, and that is Weird Al. Yeah. Any of us seen this? No, and I don't really want to. I mean, I I really like Weird Al. For some reason, this just is, it's putting me off. I think it's because Daniel Radcliffe is playing him, and I just do not, (laughs) I don't see it. You don't have to like, that's part of the charm. I think I haven't seen it yet either, but this is what I'm looking forward to is him doing the biopic weird Al style. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, and maybe, maybe that'd be worth watching as a double feature with Elvis. (laughs) Cleanse the palate after the series. What I am interested in is this has been advertised to me again and again on Facebook. Weird Al's coming out with a book. Uh, of comics that have, are adapting his songs into comics. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks. Oh. So, yeah. So oh, cool. I really want to get it, but I'm not paying a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Final streaming thing. Albeit. And that is Willow. Haven't seen it yet. Nope. I rewatched the first half of the movie and then we fell asleep. I did not fall asleep. I rewatched the movie and I enjoyed it more than I've ever enjoyed it before in my life. Like when I saw it back in the eighties and it was okay. I saw it in, I think the nineties when I was first married. So it was like right after college. Uh, 
Um, and it was okay, but I rewatched it in anticipation of this series. And I'm just like, this was really good. And I think part of it was just appreciating the eightiesness of it and appreciating like if they had done Lord of the Rings in the eighties, it would have looked like this. This is exactly what it would have been. And I'm kind of glad that we didn't get Lord of the Rings in the eighties because I don't, we already have Rankin Bass, Lord of the Rings, you know, setting a tone that sticks with it. And it's a, it's not a bad tone necessarily, but it's a, it's a stench that you're not going to get rid of. Um, I saw it on the big screen. And so you have uh, Willow then being its own thing and being original. And it was like, oh, you know, I'm really enjoying this. And I, there were things that I'd forgotten. There were scenes that I'd forgotten. And I just really appreciated it. And it made me so hyped for this series. And then I started watching this series and every stupid episode that comes out, my head hangs lower. (laughs) I, I hate it. Wow. It started out where I'm like, Oh, this isn't that great until like the last three episodes, last two episodes. I'm just like, this stinks. This is not good. And it's just, and I think a big part of it is tone. Uh, I was describing it to, after episode three or four, I was describing it to someone. I said, I think we only have ourselves to blame. I feel like this is something that's being written by people who learned how to write from people like me who learned how to write from watching Star Wars. And <laughs> like, I, I, I just feel bad that like my generation is teaching the next generation to do this and it's just totally, it's all over the place. There's music stuff, music cues that are happening. And I'm just like, this is, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that they, it doesn't make sense that they're doing a dance scene and there's pop music playing right now. And it just, it, it's a it was labyrinth? just, no, no, that's the thing. It, that, that was, and for me, it was a betrayal of the tone of the original Willow, I think that the people who are making it and the people who are fans of it would say, no, it's a continuation, but no, it Willow was an eighties movie, but it was a fantasy movie that took itself seriously as a fantasy and took itself seriously as we have characters who are walk wacky, but, and then they bring back some of these characters and it's just like, we're going to bring them back for a scene that makes no sense whatsoever. We know we need to bring these characters back to do some sort of cameo, but we're going to do it because we have no place else. Well, we'll just do it in this scene right here where it literally makes no sense to have these characters show up. I could go on and on about how much I detest this show. Wow. It started out as mild annoyance it turned into realizing it's not getting better to the point where I'm watching it because I've watched the other episodes. I might as well. Yep. I've been there. And Willow isn't even the primary character. Like they're building up towards the big climax, but they separated all the characters. And it's like these uh, sub subset of the main cast who are off doing the main, the main stuff. And Willow's just kind of along for the ride and I, I'm thinking if I'm going to watch a show about a character, you know, the show is called Willow. It's not World of Willow or whatever. <laughs> it's about this character. 
I should be watching him on a journey. And there is some arc, I guess, but wow. yeah. I've got a I couple would... more streaming bin. Okay. Uh, did you guys see man versus B? No, I started it. Mr. Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. Okay. I do not like Mr. Bean, but I do like Rowan Atkinson. And, uh, th- this <laughs> and he actually great. talks in this. Yes, so. he does. And that's what, that's what let me watch it. But Steve, you should watch it. It's one of the episodes only like 10 minutes long. And there's like nine, there's like nine minutes or episodes, but, um, it's a man who goes at house sitting for this really rich couple. They leave and this bee gets in the house. He cannot kill this bee and ends up destroying the entire house, trying to destroy this bee. Why does he want to kill the bee? Because it's annoying. It's so, it's it just escalates further and further until until there's nothing left. <laughs> Everything about it, except for so I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen the first episode, but everything about it, except for some of the structural stuff, makes it feel like to me it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. The yeah. length, the the primary conflict, the start of the series, it starts with him like he, it's all done. You know, all the destruction has happened. Wasn't and, there a cartoon like that? Well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, yeah, Tom and Jerry, or <laughs> uh, I mean, how many how many things are there where it's 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 uh, Sylvester and Tweety? Sylvester and Tweety. It was it's, like a Veggie Tales thing, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, but it, it was it's funny. I would recommend it. Um and it's clean too. Uh and what is it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. Then there is Tales of the Jedi. Did you watch that? Not yet. Is oh. that the one that's the the anthology show or is that a different one? No, that's Star Wars Visions. This is like it's kind of like an addendum to the Clone Wars uh yeah, that's what it is. It's an addendum to the Clone Wars. And it's they're shorter episodes. Um, but it's just diving into uh things before the Clone Wars. So it's like the origin of Count Dooku, how he becomes the apprentice of Darth Sidious, what happened to Yaddle, where did she go after episode one? <laughs> um, and then like some uh, like more Ahsoka stories filling in more of her past before she joined the Jedi's. So yeah, it's really good. Um, recommend that one too. Um, especially because it's like the, it, it's kind of like the old Republic, you know, before, for the modern day Star Wars stuff in the prequels. And then lastly, uh, is severance. Oh yeah. We talked <laughs> about that though. I don't think so. I thought we talked about it in our streaming episode. Did we? Well, if we did, or rather, if we didn't, we texted about it because the only reason I watched it was you were watching it. Yes, we did text about it, but I don't think we've talked about it. Okay. Well, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I watched it on VidAngel, but even with VidAngel, wow. It's the premise is great but the execution of the premise is what it what is this so one? this is another one that kind of takes me back to the 70s in some ways as far as tone and things like that but this is a twilight zone episode writ large in a full season where you have people who 
when you go to your job, if you're part of the severance program, you are severed from your personality. So you get on the elevator and between getting on the elevator and stopping, you are a different person. Your personality is wiped and you have a whole new set of memories that are only to do with your job. You don't remember who you are outside of your work. And then you're doing a job that may or may not have meaning. What does this even mean that we're doing with these different coding things? We're do and then you go back on the elevator, you go back home. And when you, when the elevator rises to the top and you walk out to the parking lot, you're yourself again. And you don't remember anything that's happened at work. The last eight hours of work are just gone. And so the main character, he has reasons, but he wants to spend as li little time as possible being him uh, because of things that have happened in his life. And so he signs up and he's part of the severance program and the mysteries become why did he do that? The mysteries become where did this program start? Why did it start? Um, and then it also becomes and, because, because like, so what they do is they sever your brain into two parts. And so in, in the appeal for the masses is, you can go to work and get paid and you don't remember it. You can just skip it basically. Yeah. And, and so, but then the people, the person you are at work has no memory of anything outside of work. And so they're basically just prisoners. And they're wondering work. why did they choose to do this? Yeah. Why did my other half choose to do this? And so, and what's it even like out there? <laughs> like there's yeah. just, and it's fascinating I didn't know where it was going. That was my one concern was, can this premise hold up under discovery as the mystery is unveiled and as the box is opened and they start taking out the pieces to reveal what's going on? Can it hold up so far? So far, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, but and, it ends and, on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and there, then there's the aesthetic, which yes. the show would not be what it is without the aesthetic, which is like 70s pristine office space, but dystopian and creepy. Yeah. So it has a modern feel to the storytelling, but it has that aesthetic of this old world, old technology, um, old fashioned, even somewhat mm -hmm. and a windowless office building. And you're stuck inside and it has all the trappings of things that would make you comfortable at work. But it's all, you know, a facade and hollow because it's work, you know, and walking through uh, focus on the family headquarters. I, I kept texting Ben because <laughs> there's there's whole sections of the building right now that have no furniture in it. It's just empty hallways of an office building. And it's like I'm in sufferance <laughs> and it's all carpeted too. all the hallways are carpeted. So, and yeah, it's great. So. Hmm. I thought we had talked about it, Evan. I don't think we've talked about it on air. Uh, yeah, because it's it was what February? Yeah, yeah, February. So, all right. Well, I actually watched something that you guys didn't bring up. Well, let's hear it. But it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> it's called the Peripheral, and oh, it's on yeah, that right here on uh, my screen. It's on Amazon, and it's um, there's it it's high high functioning um, 
science fiction where there's a lot of different stuff going into the pot and basically there's a girl who needs to they bring her to the future to help solve a crime but she's still dealing with stuff that's happening in her own time which is about 10 years past where we are now so there's like slightly higher tech stuff but nothing crazy um but then she gets brought to this world that's much higher tech and so it's sort of back and forth like that there's a lot of swearing at the it's not written very well <laughs> um and it it just the first i think i watched two or three episodes let me see i got part of the way through the third episode and it was just sort of meandering to the point where i was like eh you know the, the interesting ideas but once you think about them for a little bit and you know it's they're not that interesting anymore um and it just seems like it, the I don't know if, if they just told the people to, to here's, you know, here's what's going on in this scene and just act it out. And then they just filmed it because sometimes it just seems like they're needlessly swearing. I mean, it's just it's some of it's just if it's not written poorly, then it's acted poorly. And I don't know which one it is. So, <laughs> um, And it's just high tech high test high tech you know you have to really start to think about all the different tropes and everything that they're like taking to the nth degree and everything so i mean and it's you know and it's a uh, who who did it it's um philip k dick i believe is the oh okay. the inspiration behind it which if anyone knows i mean obviously blade runner but um a lot of his stuff can just be a couple of steps higher tech than just like, you know, something, you know, sci fantasy like Star Wars or something, you know, you you really need to know all the tropes and tricks and all that stuff to fully appreciate it. So, <clears throat> but it, it's, it's, it's better if it's done well, which this wasn't. So I'd say a warning against watching it <laughs> more than anything. All right. Why did I even bring it up? We can edit that and post. I think I think you brought it up just because we uh, everything else was us bringing stuff up. So you needed to bring I guess up something. I had to bring up something. Been watching the Waltons. I could bring up talk a little bit about that. Well, so this is something that's not new. <laughs> this is not new, but it's it's a, a new app, and that is Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand has an app where. All their old episodes, their classic episodes, are free. Wow. Now, their new ones, they have some, some new seasons that are not free. But all of them, except for the ones they couldn't get the rights to actually re-present. So, like, the two Godzilla episodes. Oh. And um, a couple random things every season. There's, like, a list at the beginning of each season in the title card where a couple of them are grayed out. And those are ones that you would need to watch on YouTube because they can't put it on their app. But the app is new, if not the actual content. I've been watching a lot of that. That's the kind of thing now lately where I, that's when I'm doing laundry and dishes and things on my day off. Uh, that's that's what I turn on to just have one in the background. Um, so that's been fun. Yeah. Well, I think that that's it then. Yep. 
That was everything that happened in 2022. On the screen that's worth talking about that we actually watched. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, coming up, 2023, things we're looking forward to. Uh, Dune, I think, is supposed to come out in 2023. Mm-hmm. Mario. I'm really looking Mario. forward to that. That looks really yeah. cool. Um, good. Yeah, I wish I had a list with me, but I don't. Yeah. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. But I am excited. I'll be look watch like I said, watching Avatar. Um I've been going back and forth about do I actually do it road trip style and then um have our conversation or do I not mess with that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway. I'm excited to see it just because I I just want to see it. Like there's hype. There's yeah. hype. It's definitely worth seeing in the theaters, I think. Evan is part of the hype. I am. <laughs> so. I don't know. The hype just doesn't reach me anymore. I'm unhyped. <laughs> so, uh final words, gentlemen. I, I have a final word, yeah, because this came out in twenty twenty two and it's it's um I heard that there's going to be a movie. Or was there already a movie? I'm not sure. But um, I got the, the Pistol Fist uh, reissue. It's hardcover nice. by J.S. Oh, Earls. he sent you a hardcover? He sent me a soft cover. Well, I... I, I he sent me anything. <laughs> I, I, I supported him for the hardcover version. Ah, there you go. There's two different things. He uh, autographed it and everything. Nice. Um, so, and Pistol Fist... It, it, the, the movie is, is actually out... If you listen to the supersonic pod, the comics. supersonic pod comics, but I haven't, I haven't seen the movie yet. So I'm looking forward to that in 2023, but I, I have the book. Nice. And my right. final words would be watch the chosen. And my final words are, thank you so much for listening to us right now. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already but definitely check us out on youtube as well i'm posting a lot of content over there the most recent episode that i put on youtube was recommending six different podcasters and youtubers that if you like the kinds of things that we talk about here on strangers and aliens especially on the spiritual side you should check out these six different people and subscribe to their podcasts or to their youtube channel or both depending on who you are talking about and ring so, the bell I don't know if that's a thing anymore, <laughs> but yeah. smash the like button. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, but until next time, I just want to say again, thank you for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the strangers and aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening.
I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying this is the way it is. 